This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, Hi. and Tina Amini. Hi, hello. And we've got a great show for you this week. Let's great? Around. Yeah, a great show. This That's week, not what the show notes looked like to me earlier. This week is going to be great. You haven't even seen the show notes. That's a good point, Damon. This is going to be a <laughs> tough show for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, we got to talk about uh, Nintendo's very uh, successful Thanksgiving week. Um, we're going to look through the September to October 1989 issue of GamePro, because we're in a new month, Mm. (laughs) and that can only mean one thing. Yeah, we're in a (laughs) read old magazine. But first, it's that time of year again. It's time to run down... Oh, that sounds better in my ears. Uh, It's time to run down the worst games of 2019. (laughs) Did we do this before? We do this every year. We knew what the games of 2019 that would be bad were last year? (laughs) No. We should predict what the worst games of 2020 are going to (laughs) be. That's a really good segment. (laughs) Maybe a mean segment. Well, maybe maybe it should be in your show notes. Yeah, it should be. For 2020. Damon, can you turn me down? Are you this one? Yeah. That's much... Uh, nope. That's high. Nope. <laughs> just, for, just forget it. I'll just... How's that, is that better? It's fine. Okay. The worst games of 2019. All right. And this uh, is definitive? This is definitive. And have we played any of them? You and I have played one of them. Okay. I wonder if I've played any of them. <laughs> I know I haven't. I bet Which means played. I did good? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. did good. I avoided, you did it right. Yeah. You chose... Wisely. wisely that's true we uh put up an article on this uh this week the article was very specifically the worst reviewed games and it was based on the metacritic scores because the truth is a lot of these games ign doesn't even review because uh, if it's a a game that no one's ever heard of it's not doing anyone much of a service to say hey here's a game you've never heard of 
It's really bad. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's a good way to put not it. Not very yeah. useful information. Um, but there are some high-profile games from high-profile de- developers and publishers, like Square Enix and Left Alive. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. You remember that one? No, and it's yeah. Square Enix. Did yeah. we... Wait, it was Oreo, yeah. Yeah, Left what, what Alive. Well, we didn't review that one? We did. That oh, one okay, reviewed. That, okay. Okay. So we're only talking about the ones we reviewed. Oh, okay. okay. Well, there might be one. There, well, there's one or there's two some in gems here. There's Critics. <laughs> Scoop gems. Um... Yeah, that, this is actually our lowest score of the year. 3.8 wow. to Left Alive. That's as low as we got. That's this. as low as we got. Yeah. That is a rare score. For us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Left Alive, some people were interested because it, it used the artist that used to work on Metal Gear, so the art was sort of reminiscent mm-hmm. of Metal Gear. But um, Oh, that like cool, like painty, like kind of ripped yeah. style? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And our That's review cool. called it a creaky, a creaky and frustratingly broken mix of stealth and action. That's just what you want is frustrating stealth. <laughs> In any game. Um, that, that's the worst combination possible. <laughs> so 3.8 is as low as we got. It's been a long time since we've given out like a one. I looked. I think it was 2005. Mm. And what was it? It was like Elf Bowling. <laughs> but it was Elf I remember Bowling. Elf Bowling. It was Elf Bowling 1 and 2. Yeah. They were on one, one, one card. Yeah, that's really cool. What a deal. Well, you had to, like Elf Bowling was free. It was like a Flash game that you played free <laughs> no, no, in your web browser. But, but you'd rather pay for it, right? You want to play it on your <laughs> Nintendo DS. Well, that's um, at least a two if there's two games in there. I mean, there you go. One yeah. plus Double one. the deal. Exactly. That's just, Maybe that's it was just, that's just math. math. Exactly. Maybe it was one and a zero or 2.5s. Um, we were in a meeting where uh, a pair told us there was a zero given out and oh, we yeah. said what was it for and he immediately said the name of a hockey game that we've never heard of so I don't know if it's true or not I want to say I don't, know, I don't know if it was hockey I want to say it was uh, an Olympic game it was, oh, it was, maybe it was, maybe it was Olympic it was. hockey because hockey, uh, okay. they re-released yeah. Well, yeah, we're all right. it was both of them they re-released that year's hockey game and the review is a zero and it says when you make a new game we'll write a new review <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just it was last year's game with new box art which I think happened with FIFA this year actually uh, on Switch, yeah, FIFA that did 20, happen. That's in there. FIFA 20 Legacy ed- Edition for that was a Switch version, and uh, uh, IGN's review. I think it was Simon that reviewed it. Said, "There's honestly no genuine reason I could give you to purchase FIFA 20 on Switch if you already own FIFA 19 on Switch." Yikes! We gave it a four, and even FIFA 19 was we problematic. Sh- uh, Simon should have given it a zero. That well, would have been a really. Fun we story. reserve zeros for like utterly broken. Like, can't barely load the game. <laughs> I'm not confident giving a zero wouldn't break something on IGN. <laughs> I, if I were a It'd game developer, great. I would make it my goal to make a game that IGN would review and give a zero to. So how would you <laughs> so that reach you can that criteria? get the Guinness World Record for quickest failure? Well, I think mm-hmm. the point would be so it would sell a lot of copies because it's bad. That, because it would get that's attention, not how it, works. it would get attention because it got a zero. I'm picking up what Sam's putting down. Yeah. What he's saying it's like is a novelty. But no, but yeah, but you would like mean it on Twitter. You wouldn't what, actually what go Sam's out and is buy we, a broken game. We just generally ignore bad games. We just yes. don't review them at all. So, so how do you what get the attention? Gets us to review it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you slap on like Marvel yeah. on the title of something, <laughs> Star Wars, and you just can't load that's it. All right. <laughs> so get an expensive license and then make a zero game. Yeah. It sounds like a really bad journey if for someone. If I was an evil genius, that uh, what well, evil billionaire genius, and that's exactly what I'd spend my time doing. Yeah. Or if it Good came from a time. studio, well-known studio that we typically review games from, mm. they can I mean, throw all their money yeah. away and Put crash make it broken. In. Yeah, literally <laughs> crash. I like it. Just crash. Just crash. That's the only way to get a zero. Yep. Um, <laughs> a Contra game came out this year. Mm-hmm. A new Contra game. Mm-hmm. It's Very been exciting. a long time. And Damon forced me to play it. 
<laughs> we did play it in a let's play. We haven't talked since. I mean, I know it looks like we're talking to each other right now, but I'm actually talking to Tina and Justin only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam's not even in the room. It's weird. <laughs> we record Sam's parts separately. <laughs> so who do we play? CJ, I think, too? Yeah. We'll it was a three-player top-down Contra game. And, and to be fair, Contra has had top-down segments before in yeah. Contra 3, mm-hmm. The Alien Wars. Yeah. But uh, it, it's just, it wasn't, didn't feel like a Contra game, but it was like an okay shooty top down thing. We gave it a four. That's not okay. Okay would be a six, Sam. <laughs> That's true, but I didn't review it. <laughs> uh, you have given it a six? I, I didn't uh, play enough to review it. Mm-hmm. I withhold judgment. It was pretty bad, and it's just like, it's just a sad. Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> Contra is just in a very sad state of affairs over at Konami right now. It's like been, it's a, a, a long running and beloved game series that hadn't seen a new entry in a long time, and whew, that was not. What people want. Well, can you imagine being the artist that did all the Metal Gear art and then being like, I'm out of here and yeah. then getting your game reviewed as a 3.8? Do you think Contra is a good candidate for getting like the God of War style reboot? <laughs> like take it very seriously. Like and lean super in. cinematography version? Yeah, yeah. Or just like lean into the seriousness of the character and like introspection of his past. Bill they and bring in all of Source Lance? Yeah, <laughs> Bill and that's, what I was, that's a good point. It's already a knockoff of Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Alien, Rambo, Rambo. Alien, yeah. So it's like just maybe those franchises should make good games. But um, uh, and I know Alien has some pretty good. You games. know, speaking of all that, this is uh, this is a, a tangent. We're gonna take a strange corner. Uh, I, I've just been thinking recently. Um, new Terminator bombed at the box office. New Rambo bombed. Uh, new Alien bombed last year or, or two years ago. I just wonder if like. That's sort of like uh, the the '80s nostalgia well is drying up. Or gotta move can we on to '90s nostalgia those franchises for very cheap and make a game that would get scored as a zero. Ooh. Journey to Silius. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did uh, Blade Runner. Sadly, also, also Blade fun. Runner, which I thought was a good movie. Oh, I mean, incredible yeah. movie! I loved that movie. <clears throat> Uh, okay, moving on. Bad games, worst games. WWE 2K20, mm-hmm. which this is I think it's been bad for a long time. Well, to have a FIFA and a WWE on there that are like that rejected by their their audiences and that bad is really really crappy because those yep. were like the heights of their franchises. We gave Although it, the other FIFA games this year were good. We gave that a 4.3. Really, really botched the WWE yeah. this year. Mitchell said it's a buggy it's mess. so funny though. Yeah. Buggy mess, but it's gameplay also feels notably worse than previous years. Remember the stretchy people running around the rings? Yeah. It's so good. I mean, if you look at it as a comedy game, it's a nine, so. See, that's the thing. <laughs> if I would have reviewed that game, aside from you know, and not knowing anything about WWE, I think I could get some pleasure out of it because it was just so stupid. People just vibrating through the <laughs> yeah. ropes. Yeah. It's like Goat Simulator, right? Uh, you guys know Avalanche Studios? Yeah. What do they make? Mad Max. And Just Cause. Yeah. Yeah. They put out a game this year called that, Generation Zero. No one knows that. <laughs> I know. Nobody knows that. But it, they put out a game and we gave it a four. <laughs> okay. What? I, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, you would think the Wait, Just they Cause. they made Mad Max? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is really good. And Just yeah. Cause. But they put out this Generation Zero game. Oof. Pretty bad. Uh, and then there's Wolfenstein, uh, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot. Uh, we didn't, that's the VR game. We actually didn't review it, but it has a 50 on Metacritic. So okay. right in there. And much of the criticism is directed at, um, it uh, has a very short story, an underwhelming combat, combat, and a general lack of content. Mm. So, so it doesn't make everybody universally puke. Nope. Because that would be a really cool VR game. Another goal of mine. <laughs> Another zero. All those VR people that play VR and they're like, nah, it doesn't make me motion sick. I'll make you sick in my next game. You want the badge for that? Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> it's kind of a bad year for Wolfenstein. Youngblood yeah. didn't make uh, much of an impact either. I didn't play it, but I wanted to play it. And I still want to play it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's an impact. Can you believe the latest Leisure Suit Larry didn't, wasn't reviewed very well? <laughs> well, it has, 
It has a 50. If, if Lee Larry hasn't been good or popular ever, uh, and it's had 30 years of games, like how do you reconcile that? Who is making it and exchanging the license and buying it and making more games? I just don't get how it happens. I think it's the original guy. The original creator still yeah. making Larry. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, oh, speaking of Terminator, there was a new Terminator game called Terminator resistance. We gave it a four. I don't remember that. Yeah. I, I think that might not I think exist. it just came out recently. Okay. Yeah, we, the, what do you say? I was going to share a leisure shoot suit. I can't say that. Leisure suit Larry. Wow. How did you just do that? <laughs> I'm a big fan. He's, he's been saying it a lot. Um, the very original game um, had very body content in it. And so to ensure that no kids played it, you had to answer a trivia question when you booted the game up about that only adults would know. Like, what was the name of President's Re- President Reagan's blah, blah, blah. That's pretty good. It's very pretty cute. good. Or like, what were those jokes in Shrek that you didn't get when you were a kid? That would be like, yeah, what you know, who's the voice of Donkey in Shrek? And it's like, <laughs> hey, do you know where you can watch Shrek? Oh on, yeah, on the Game Boy Advance. That's why that was top of mind. <laughs> you can watch it. Yeah, the movie Game Boy Advance video was a thing, and it was what? Shrek and another movie. There was two movies mm-hmm. on one cartridge. The other what movie was, was worse than Shrek. Yeah, it was wow. forgettable. Clearly, yeah, you're blowing my mind right now. I know it blew my mind. Do we have that cart? Yes, yeah. we, we absolutely should. The, and, and, and the, the bag, movie? The bag GBA. And it's not a game, it's the movie? Yeah. yeah it's, it's not only that, but there was episodes of Nicktoons shows huh? and uh, episodes of Pokemon, and they were like 30 bucks for two episodes, but yeah. you know, they played on the sure. GBA and kids it's could like just watch Dexter's them Laboratories on a GBA mm-hmm. video It's got to be like the size of a postage stamp. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, thing. that's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, super interesting. Um, oh, Crackdown 3. That might be the most... One of the most high high profile games on this list. RIP. Yeah. We gave That's that how you do it. Overall a four, but we gave the multiplayer component. A, no, I'm sorry. Overall got a five. The multiplayer got a four. Okay. From IGN. Probably not going to see another Crackdown game. No, that was so. it. Crackdown one was so good. Yeah. Two, not so good. Then there's Shinmu three. That finally came out. Mm. Was and that really one of the worst games this year? 5.9. Oh. So Just on the cusp. <laughs> on the cusp of okay. Yeah, mediocre, I think, for 5.9 runs. Yep. Yeah, mediocre. Uh, and then, so, Justin, you haven't played any of these games yet? No. What about Elder Scrolls Blades? No, yeah, I did play Early Blades. Access, mm-hmm. yeah. We gave it a 5.4. I like Blades fine. Did it ever Did it ever exit Early Access? I don't, nobody knows. Yeah. <laughs> I think it did because we reviewed it finally. We, we will re- do a review, like an early in progress. I, don't, I just think we have the early access review. I don't think we ever... I don't know. A Blades was fine, but it was a little bit... I, I feel bad for people that think that, oh, well, this just may be what games on phones are. Like, there's much, much better examples of yeah. mobile gaming than Blades. Mm. <laughs> Those are the worst games of 2019. Nice. I, think, I, thought, I think we got out of the year pretty uh, unscathed this mm-hmm. year. There have been worse years. Well, For sure. I think that there were, you know, plenty of games that were unreviewed that we mm-hmm. need to start dipping into that have really funny names on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Like, what was the one? What was the one from You're our last episode? The ball, oh, yeah. ball bounce. It was like <laughs> ball avoidance, something like that. <laughs> that was the description. No music, but sound that makes that make, makes Mix relaxing pleasing. pleasing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what do you think is? So, what do you think? Each of you is the worst game you played this year. Ooh. And it doesn't have to I be, mean, even if it was like, mean about the, it. Uh, no, 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 but just like, there's games that like didn't match my, like, you know, enjoyment. Like I, did, I hated Kingdom Hearts. 
You play, but you played Kingdom Hearts. That, That's that amazing. Was, I know it was my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was cute, but it wasn't like yeah. an impressive game that left a, a mark on my memory. It was just like, oh, this is enjoyable for the five minutes I want to put into it. Yeah. Exaggerating. I played four more. or five hours of that. Game. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Wow. Because that's the opening cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's no, impressive. It wasn't. There was plenty of gameplay in it. It just was not for me. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Contra Road Corp definitely one of the worst games I played this year. But also, I was really disappointed with Rage 2. Mm-hmm. I, I played a lot of Rage 2. And I it, got like, to Rage 2 also. So like, it was being sold as being like so crazy and over the top. It's like uh, a post-apocalyptic world with all this pink and actually playing the game is pretty oh, pink. Yeah, like it was yeah. like, like we got these We're neon edgy. colors in it. We're like, like punks, yeah. Yeah, but it's also, it, it was pretty tame and uh, dull actually mm-hmm. playing through that game. Yeah, the shooties were fine. Yeah, they're fine. But like the story wasn't exactly pushing me through. The level design wasn't exactly pushing me through. What's yeah. Tina's worst game? I don't know. I, I, I get the benefit of having other people play it first mm. and then tell me. Mm. So I've played games I've mostly enjoyed, but mm. those are good shout outs for like good mediocre Shout out to the bad games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Justin, anything you played and were like, eh, no. Yeah, no, I, no. I played a lot of bad Apple Arcade games because I tried oh, yeah. to work my way through the whole library. That's right, yeah. Um, overall, that library is incredible. Like, it's yeah. so many more hits and misses. And for a service, it's only five bucks a month. Like, it's absolutely unbelievable. But, you know, there's still 10 or 12 games in there that yeah. I, like, would never choose to go through if I wasn't explicitly trying to work my way through everything. Remember that skateboarding game we played? Oh, yeah. That one that we found on Steam that yeah. was like not we, even... We played some Steam crappy games. Oh, Steam. yeah. Bigfoot? Steam, Steam turds. What we was played that? Bigfoot? What Bigfoot. was that Let's Play we did of that weird <coughs> night survival game? Did that ever go up on the site? Wait, No, we, we just a, played that for fun. We didn't oh, do it. That well, was we Bigfoot. Not, and I can't tell Aren't you talking between, about Bigfoot? <laughs> I don't know. It was I don't Bigfoot. know when I'm being recorded Remember and when Bigfoot? I'm not. Were we just playing that for fun? Yeah. Look, so we used to have a game that we played called It's Fun Checking Out Steam Games. Oh, yeah. Because we had a big TV set up next near our desk, and now the TV got moved away, and now we can't play. <laughs> well, we have we can't set check, up We can't have fun checking out Steam Games anymore. We're okay. We can still do It's Fun playing. I got you. There's anything you want to play is right by my desk now. Bigfoot. Yeah, sure. Man, PC. remember back in the first quarter, we would, didn't just have a crushing amount of work mm-hmm. to complete. Yeah. And we had time to play Steam games. Yeah. I will say there were games that weren't bad, but weren't my cup of tea. Sure. Like Sayonara Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. We talked about that That's a little true bit. That's true, too. Everyone on our staff loves like. that game, just not super into well, that specific kind of rhythm game. Nobody really loves it as a game game, do they? You think it's just so? as an vi- audiovisual experience. It's incredible, but yeah. it's hard to play. Hmm. Tom liked it a lot. Yeah, Tom loved it. He mm. he said he played it three times. I played it twice, but it's oh, wait, 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 <laughs> what is going like, on? Like beat it three times. It's an yeah. hour long. You beat it. Oh, okay, I, I didn't. I didn't it's like it it's, so it's a yeah, playable it's, oh. music video. Okay. And I guess there there are like challenges per level, right? So you mm. could theoretically play to challenge yourself yeah. and mm. increase your score. Queen Latifah's in it. Huh? <laughs> really? I had no idea. Do you think that's the first video game she's ever been in? No, yeah. she's in Rap Jam Volume Two. Is that true? Um, I think I can verify that. <laughs> is that the fighting game? Uh, it's a basketball game. Oh, what was the, there was the Def Jam fighting game, wasn't there? Yeah. 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 But Queen Latifah's not in that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at Rap Jam. Oh, sorry. It's, it's, first of all, it's vol- volume one. That's why I think it's funny because there was never a volume two. <laughs> uh, here's the list of that artists. It's Motown related. And it's a basketball game. Yeah. It's got Coolio, House of Pain, LL Cool J, Naughty by Nature, Onyx, Public Enemy, Queen Latifah. Whoa. Warren... G and Yo-Yo. What's the name of this game? 
Can we just acknowledge how amazing it was that I knew yeah. that Queen Latifah was in a single other video game on this? Planet? That is it, okay. That was right but there. You're right, Sam. That is amazing to really know. It was called Rap Jam Volume One, and it's a and I own it. And it's not a music game; it's a basketball game. I know this game because Sean Baby said it was one of the t- ten worst <laughs> games ever made, and I bought all ten of them. And so that's a Super Nintendo game. That was in 2000. Wow. Yeah, it's a Super Nintendo game. Wow. I'll bring it in. We can all play it. Yes. It's a basketball game. It's just it's an NBA Jam knockoff called Rap Jam. Can we can Volume it, One? Can you play four <laughs> players? Uh, no, you can only play two players. Well, okay. And if play is a strong word, okay. <laughs> well, I'm excited. We should do a let's play. Let's move on. Ooh. Mm. Uh, Jazzy. Outrun, right? It is outrun. Cool. Uh, the track is called Passing Breeze. <laughs> well, it's not a racing game, Dave. No comment. It's a driving game. It's a driving game. Uh, Nintendo says this past Thanksgiving week was its best uh, week ever for Nintendo Switch sales in the U.S. Oh, okay. With over 100 or 830,000 units sold. I thought you were just going to talk, like, tell us a really cool Thanksgiving story that Nintendo had, but it's just about sales. They just it's not about Thanksgiving. Of, yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a good Thanksgiving thing. Well, this is good. No, this <laughs> okay. is short. It's short. Okay. It's short. Um, my uh, science friend, hmm. who's a scientist, okay. uh, said at this Thanksgiving, he's like, listen, we have too many leftovers every Thanksgiving. When you guys come over, you all should bring exactly the amount of the things you were asked to bring in this, the con- that could fit into the contents of a human stomach. <laughs> and that way, when everything's added up, it's just enough for everybody to eat. <laughs> Is that how food works, especially on Thanksgiving? Yeah. So, so the idea was like, if you could imagine eating only one thing and you were bringing mashed potatoes. Bring one stomach's worth. Bring one stomach's worth. So and then, everybody so then you're going to fill eight stomachs with eight portions of the foods. I get it. Yeah. And then huh. the rest of the portions of everything can fit in perfectly because everything adds up to the amount of stomach. Yeah, but everybody knows there are different sections to your stomach. Oh, it's a yeah. profoundly so like, stupid thing for well, him to Well, there's like a said. dessert section yeah, that's yeah. completely removed from the rest of the stomach. The things are getting crammed through <laughs> the whole time. And then the dessert pocket opens. Yeah. Did it, it work? Nobody abided by. Yeah, it. no, it's nonsense. <laughs> but I especially did, for mashed potatoes, you got to plus. And also, up on no one's going to bring over a teeny measly little like this is all I brought. <laughs> well, but that's that's an interesting idea, right? My mashed potatoes is kind of easier to determine. Like maybe a bowl of mashed potatoes this big, I could get in, you know. Yeah. But like green beans, like I don't really know how to make that determination. Hmm. And then you're talking about biscuits. Like, I don't know. I could probably eat 20 biscuits and I might die, but I could do it. <laughs> Who knows? Your your friend is probably going to have his science license revoked. revoked. Yeah. yeah. Here's the funny thing. Okay. We this is left the funny thing. all the leftovers with Good. him. Yeah. 100%. Good. Didn't take off anything. That, that'll teach him. Why in the world would that be his instruction instead of just bring a Tupperware and take some leftovers home with you? Science. I like that plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you're right, Sam. That was a pretty good Thanksgiving. Story. Thank you. I got a second one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway, Nintendo sold over 830,000 Nintendo Switches last week, Thanksgiving week. That includes Switch lights. And we were, we were, we were talking about this all day yesterday, yeah. Justin, because we were like, that doesn't really sound like that much. No. Like, that's really more than they sold at launch. How many Switches did you sell, Damon? Launch week? They didn't sell I that many? I can answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and actually, it's true. Um, I looked at some data. There's data from Launch Week. They were Nintendo announced they'd sold over half a million in Launch Week in the U.S. Mm. Hmm. So they definitely sold more than that in Launch Window. But I guess they're making some distinction between like right at the moment of launch versus the rest of that. Yeah, who do- knows what they're looking at Sunday to Saturday. Mm. But for comparison, the PlayStation Four sold over a million units in 24 hours in the U.S. At launch on its launch day. 
Yeah. So I don't I, know. Okay. But yeah, I, well, that's a, that's a, that seems like a crazy thing to be buying considering we more. know there's PlayStation's coming out next year. No, 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 that was at launch. No, launch. Oh, launch. Okay. Launching. 24 um, hours. But do we have no data for the PS4 over the past week then? I don't think they released a crowing okay. press release. So people do have their heads about them and are probably not buying a bunch of PS4s. Right? The PS4 deal was mm. great, though. You know, it was great. Um, Just the games alone, yeah, right? Yeah. I, you know, the Nintendo thing is all the more impressive since that console is still 300 bucks, and in lieu of a price cut, instead they just released, you know, a feature cut down version cheaper. So the Switch Lite, mm-hmm. you know, um, that's what they did instead of cutting the price of the Switch. So it's like what you were buying, what 830,000 people bought this year was like the same price and basically the same thing as people bought last year for 300 bucks. So, yeah. man, kudos to Nintendo, but I find that's a very, very surprising result to like me as an armchair analyst. Mm. Like I wouldn't have predicted them to have had that strong of a yeah. Thanksgiving. Are you okay? Yeah. Just trying to lean back. <laughs> it's a casual podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need a couch back. Remember yeah. when people yeah. used to clamor for the couch? Yes. There's still some couch holdovers in the comments. Mm-hmm. Are there really? There's yeah. couch oh, holdovers on this then. show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were getting producers back in here, but I don't see. I don't think anyone else is in this room with us today. Behind, behind that, maybe maybe, maybe they're anything. behind the pillar over there. Behind the studio audience? <laughs> yeah. What if Parker has just stepped out from behind that pillar? He's been there the <laughs> Damn it, time. I didn't know you saw me there. <laughs> this episode of GameScoop was filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Platoon <laughs> on NES has music that is way, way too good for... It has no excuse to have music this cool. It's from the original motion picture soundtrack. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the soundtrack is all just like, you know, 60s rock. Maybe. Anyway, moving on. Uh, this Week in Gaming History. Mm-hmm. There's some pretty good, some notable ones. Uh, this week in December of 2001 was an absolutely insane week for the Nintendo GameCube. Mm-hmm. That you know that? Happened. You know that? <laughs> no, what? dude. In 2001? I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know this week. I knew 2001. Okay. December 2nd, 2001, Pikmin mm-hmm. was released. The next day, Super Smash Bros. Melee. That was, I mean, that was launch. But that, that, wait, it came out December 2nd? The console launched a few months earlier, yeah. and then Smash and Pikmin followed. But this, they came out... A day apart? It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. It seems like a lot. That's really crazy. It is to have two huge Nintendo first party exclusives come one day and then yeah. the next. Why not the same day? Yeah. <laughs> or a week weird. apart or something? That I don't would know. never happen now. No. Yeah. The same launch week? Yeah, no. Yeah. For exclusives like that. Very strange. Yeah. Like what? And also to not pull those games up <clears throat> two months to have them at your launch. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, in this day and age, they would delay one game if one had to yeah. move into the other's release, even month. Mm hmm. Yeah. They were so stressed about that launch, I'm sure. Like, that was a rough launch. And they to get those ball. two games out before Christmas was good. Yeah. Um, it, why cost. do you think they were stressed? Because there was only Luigi's Mansion to play until then. Yep. Well, there was uh, Star My, Wars. Rogue Squadron. Yeah. That's the, one I was, that's the one I was playing. I think I also got Tony Hawk 3, which is good. That was on GameCube? Mm-hmm. And Super Mass Ball. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that at launch, but yeah, that was a good one. Uh, December 4th, 2003. Mm-hmm. An announcement is made that IGN and GameSpy have signed a definitive merger agreement. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. 16 years ago. Uh, and then uh, December 6th, 2004, uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 was released. KOTOR. KOTOR. KOTOR 2. A game I played but didn't finish. Yeah, yeah I never finished. Played it. The, the game itself one. is also not finished. <laughs> there you go. Ooh. <laughs> there you go. Ow. Oh, sorry. Everything's going to be fine. Also Platoon. 
cool. Let's open up the. Uh... Jesus Christ! <laughs> Sorry. This is just a great episode. <laughs> great show for you today. <laughs> uh, we're gonna open up the <laughs> September and October '89 issue of Game Pro. Which, tell me if you remember seeing this. Oh, I need to go full screen. I can't wait for those two to see what we're looking at right now. <laughs> Do you remember seeing this? Oh, and I'll put this up on the screen on YouTube. You remember seeing this uh, this cover art? No. I remember it vi- vividly. I've ne- I never saw a Game Pro growing up. This is early Game Pro, too. Yeah. It's, this, it's like an airbrushed Ninja Man. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. But there's like no Ninja game that they're even talking about covering. They're covering... <laughs> Wonder Boy 3, World Class Baseball. It's not even tied into a game. <laughs> Do you think there's ninjas in World Class Baseball? But that's actually, you're probably right. Magazine lead times probably required <laughs> them. They're like, just make a ninja. It'll be fine. <laughs> there's a contest to win a trip to MTV Studios to see Yo! MTV Raps. And you know this kid loves rap music. Yeah. It's the sunglasses and the surfer haircut. So the copy that describes the, um, the contest is a rap. Mm-hmm. Gonna, so, they made uh, up a rap. Gonna, but are you going to perform this? Yeah, I'm going yeah, but okay. I, as I was rehearsing it, I realized <laughs> you get tripped up pretty quickly. So it's like this. Do you, well, do you need a beat? No, that's not going to work. Okay. Oh man. Now to find your real claim to fame, write down five of these Taito games. Sky Shark, Kicks, Bubble Bubble, Renegade, and Rustun, Demon Sword, Operation Wolf, Rambo 3, Revenge of Doe. <laughs> so it doesn't really... And then going on, every, every sort of verse is like tripped up with this product placement. So it's like, all red hot rappers wear cool dark shades. It's the way to look. It really makes the grade. You're a guaranteed winner strutting down the street with the right pair of shades and a rapping beat. Like cool Ray-Ban drifters. <laughs> this is like insert ad voice here. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't have any product placement. That's the most PG rap I've ever heard. Oh yeah, what is Game Pro? It goes yeah. on like that. Uh, here's a, an ad for uh, Hal Games. Hal America brings you two hot new games. I don't know why the two is a numeral two and not spelled out, but it's for Adventures of Lolo and Rollerball, a pinball game. Mm, mm, that's that's a. It's yeah. not a. It's kind of yeah. I guess it has flippers and a ball. That game sucks. It says it's fire up for the ultimate pinball challenge. Yeah, it's real bad. Uh, but it does scroll around a screen really fast and follow the ball, which is pretty impressive for the Indians. Yes. Lolo's fun. I like Hal America says they're the the fanatic specialists. Is that what that means? Like fanatic, but fun attic? Yeah. And they're the fanatic specialists? That yeah. just sounds like fun addicts. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah, that's or is it said. supposed to be like lunatic? Like a funatic? Funatic. Funatic. Fun attic. There you go. That's funatic. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it. The his. funatic specialists. Yeah. Hey, uh, is Hal? Hal? Laboratories? Hal America? But uh, is how how like how like, made oh, like super like Smash Kirby? Brothers. Yeah, uh, Kirby. I mean, is there a little dog with know. a bunch of eggs? Nope. Okay, it's not that. I know they might be puppies. I don't want to have this argument, <laughs> audience. Okay, tired of it. The the very next page is two more hot new games from Hal America. <laughs> nice. Twist Air Fortress and Vegas Dream. Cool. Do you know Vegas Dream? Yeah. I, they call it a great party game. Wondering what to do with your friends at your next party? Why not go to Vegas? Vegas Dream. Remember Casino Kid. Yeah. What is the demographic of this readership that they're going? Yeah, to exactly. <laughs> they're the 
fanatic specialists. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, letters. Lots of great letters here. Keep it up, GamePro. Your magazine is awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I love it. Especially the clearness <laughs> of the pages and screen pictures that you take from games. Wow. You're making a real slippery magazine. The interviews and sections are all cool. I thought, <laughs> I thought no one... the editor-in-chief just wrote this to butter <laughs> yeah. up the staff? I thought no one would come out with a magazine that I would really enjoy this much. <laughs> this is what... <laughs> Gina, can you write us letters like this? <laughs> yeah, no one actually writes games like this. This is what I would tremendously love to see in your future issues of GamePro. More previews on Sega games, more hot arcade games, more pages, more game pack pictures, and those cool painted pictures that you guys make. That's so what's on the cover. That's work. the ninja. Yeah. <laughs> we love GameScube so much. It's such a slippery podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did they have like new embossing on their on their uh, print magazine that year? I don't know. That <laughs> Maybe maybe they were glossy pages. Yeah, exactly. kids just made the they leap just, from like funny pages to this. Yeah. He's like, wow. <laughs> I love this letter. This is from Anne Rockwell okay. in Walkerton, uh, Indiana. And she says, here are some of the things I would like to see in your magazine. Warp zones and shortcuts, passwords, nice. information and help on some of the older games that didn't get write-ups, and more information on Nintendo games since they are by far the most popular. I enjoy playing Nintendo. I'm 67 Whoa. and need all the help I can get in finishing most of the games. That's so sweet. I know. In my 13 years of doing this at IGN, I've never gotten a letter from a 67-year-old woman, but GamePro was doing it in 89. Well, I think it was so cool that she was looking for the good cheat codes. She's looking for warp zones. zones. That's 30 years (laughs) ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to bring it. (laughs) Um, Maybe she found a warp zone to 2019. Yeah. Where we provide all of the passwords and cheats and guides and helpful stories. Oh my gosh. This is Nathan in uh, Rush, New York. He says, I liked the fact that you gave overviews of all the different game systems, but it was still obvious that the game pro views were dominated by Nintendo. I used to own both a Sega and a Nintendo. I invested over $500 in Nintendo games and equipment. Each game I bought was solved within a month or shorter. However, as time went by, I noticed my Sega games got more and more use and seemed to become more and more challenging. It has now been almost a year and I have not solved one Sega game. I have nine games and they have all presented a unique challenge. Sega's graphics, game ideas, and even sound effects are obviously better than Nintendo. I realize Nintendo gets readers, but Sega, I believe, needs a fair chance to prove itself. Do you think he's talking about the Master System? This is 89. Could be Genesis. Genesis is probably out by then, by... September, October, 89. It's a, I'm really fascinated by his use of the word solved instead of mm-hmm. beaten. Mm-hmm. I solved it's a the British game. thing. Yeah. And like, and how level he's are. in New York. And then also he thinks it's good that the games get harder as he's playing them, but I'm like a little bit worried about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he hasn't beaten any of his Sega games. <laughs> uh, this is Jeff in Sacramento, California. I am extremely disappointed with you. Mm. Even though the Atari 2600 system is still the most popular oh, no. system around, Jeff. you never even once mentioned it. Do you realize how very few Nintendos and Segas there are compared to the 2600? I'm surprised at you people. I've played Nintendos, Segas, and all the other Atari models, and I prefer the 2600 to all of them. No. Uh, so that So the Atari 2600 came out 77? Uh, 78. Yeah. So that was 11 years before that. 11 years before today was uh, 2008. The DS was going strong. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, Wii sure. was hot. Still hot. And so that would be like old. somebody writing in being like, why don't you guys cover this new DS game? Hey, there was 100 million Wiis sold. I still play like... <laughs> I've tried every Sega, Sega Saturn Xbox, but... Uh, I still like my Wii the best. Wii's the best. Wait, so did they address this letter? 
Yeah, but there's a counterpoint from David Chan in Los Angeles. He says, to make your magazine better, I think you should give more information on Nintendo and Sega and less on Atari. And also give more information on Japan's games and more details about the game and give more information about future release games. Give more previews on role-playing games. This kind of speaks to, like, there's always going to be subsects of your readers that are really into one thing and think like you're you're too biased you're covering this topic way too much and then other people that feel like you don't cover that topic enough and this is exactly emblematic of that yeah mm-hmm. uh they have a hot at the arcade section and the cool thing is that i think they went to an arcade and took photos of them playing the cabinets yeah i mean I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, the, the, uh, there's no screenshots back then. Every magazine would take Polaroid like, shots of even television screens and then cut them out and put them in their magazine. There's no digital capture. And then they use Instagram filters and those are bull shots. <laughs> 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 They've got Cyberball, the uh, robotic football game. Arch Rivals, the basketball game. And Twin Eagle, which is a vertical shoot 'em up with a helicopter that I'd totally forgotten about. But when I see it here, I'm like, oh, yeah. That game was really cool. Do you remember? Do you, so Bullshot reminded me we came up with a new term. Oh, I forgot it. And it, it was, it's, it, so Bullshot is a play on the word bull uh, shit. And uh, we can bleep this. Uh, and so we came up with screen shit because that's the oh. screen, because we're saying Bullshot shot, screen yes. shit. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I forget what the context was. I think we may have this. just changed the name and thought it was funny. <laughs> no, the definition would have to be the opposite of a bull shot. So it would be a, uh, it's a game that, that's oh, a game a that ba- looks better. Is than it a the, bad screenshot? Yeah, a bad yeah. screenshot for a good looking game. Yeah. Nailed it. There you go. A screenshot. There, there you go. I like it. I'm not going to believe all of those. Uh, so in the <laughs> review section, the review section is confusing. They call it pro views and you know, game pro was known for using the faces yeah. like the happy face, the really ecstatic happy faces. If the game mm-hmm. is good, the like yeah. pain, if scale. the guy was losing his oh, goddamn yeah. mind, <laughs> they really loved it. They hadn't implemented that yet. And there's no score or any sort of like a verdict. Mm, no, score. they just They're sort of, of like time. talk. They just, just, just two pages sort of talking about the game. So in their Nintendo pro view section, they do 720. Nice. And it just wraps up with 720 by Mindscape is an entertaining game challenging you every minute as the screen scrolls along. The graphics and animation are spellbinding. The musical scores taken right off the coin op are impressive as you skate up the side of the concrete tidal wave. Can you execute the meanest 720? It's a terrible port. That's just and, how uh, they... the music sounds awful. And uh, the band that wrote the music in universe is named Faceplant. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Did I do it? <laughs> uh, they do DuckTales. Nice. Proview, but they don't really, again, they don't give any sort of That's top 10 game of, of all time for me. Yeah. It's also like and a review see, and walkthrough in one. What's up? Oh, yeah. They just, they spin out the, uh, they lay out all the levels. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So this is what I was saying. Like they, uh, for the layouts here, they would take a bunch of Polaroids and then they just cut them out and then they like just paste them together with tape and then that's how they show the levels. Was seeing level so layouts cool. like that was my yeah. favorite thing. Me oh, yeah. too. And I used to draw them because yep, it was yeah. so, so fun thinking about games that way. I drew a whole Metroid map. Nice. <laughs> on like graph paper? Yeah. No, on just paper. On paper. Just paper yeah. yeah. Then there's an embarrassing an embarrassing mistake here. Uh in their Nintendo Pro View, they have Alex Kidd in High Tech World. <laughs> Ooh. That's a Sega Master System game. More like game amateur, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they do Wonder Boy 3, which is a game that was recently remade and is supposed to be good, I think. Yeah, John Ryan reviewed it. Is that it. Dragon's Trap? I, I like, get them. Like I, pop, you can pop it between the yeah. original graphics and the new one. And I haven't played it, but I keep meaning to. They do the original Fantasy Star, Whoa. but it's broken up with this ad for Toys R Us that says, all systems go, and you're in a cockpit, and you and your co-pilot are playing the NES and the Sega Master System to land, but then it says, launch your video game career at the world's biggest toy store. 
So I don't know. It's very confusing. Yet. I mean, technically, we all kind of thumbs? launched our careers at that store. Yeah. And this isn't how you play yeah. an NES. <laughs> what? I think there's a With your index thumbs. finger? He's playing his NES controller with his index finger on Something the Something just got unplugged. Is that bad? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Damon's life support light, has been reaching. The light is still blinking over there, so I think we're okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I love this. Uh, I'll, I'll put this up on the screen here. But the screenshots for Fantasy Star. There's a screenshot of a cat. The cat can talk and says, I'm Meow. And then the caption just says, Meow. <laughs> what what game is it for? For Fantasy Star. And then these captions just say, Odin, Noah. That's the character's name, right? The cat yeah. is named Meow. Exploding treasure chest. She's telling you right there. Have you played Fantasy Star? I'm Meow. I've never played the original. Have you played it? I played, played four. Oh. Yeah, so the original's uh, Master System and then two through four. Can you turn I think it this way so we can see the cat? This is the cat right here. It says, I'm Meow. That's really weird. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to sign off, you know? Uh, all right, I think that's all. Meow by meow. This issue. Oh, yeah, I forgot about reader tips. The readers wrote in their own tips. Whoa. So I'm like, was there any vetting process for this? Absolutely not. Like, listen, they wrote in <laughs> for... That was my first job at IGN was taking in the reader submitted tips. Cindy Taylor of Spokane, Washington, wrote in a tip for Super Pitfall on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. She says, try this. At the starting point, cool. get the gun that ups your bullet count to 40. Jump over the first waterfall to the right. Kill the frog and jump just before the second long ladder to the right for a gun. Get the gun and continue to the right. Fall down the opening in the floor and go down the ladder. Go left, kill the frog, run to the left, just barely past the ladder, go back to the right and kill the frog again. Each time you run to the left and go back to the right, the frog should be back. After the seventh frog is killed, you'll hear a musical sound and receive five extra lives. Whoa. It's just so crazy. Like... That's great. Like, so, like, did Game and Pro you know actually what? try Maybe that? Maybe Cindy leave the frogs alone. They do, were just doing their thing, being frogs. You're in their space. You're <laughs> that yeah. was their ladder. Andy Coombs uh, figured out an easy way to beat Wart in Super Mario Bros. 2. Yeah? You know it. that way? I want to know that. I'm so excited because I have just stumbled upon the ultimate tip on beating Wart in Super Mario Bros. 2. Just catch a vegetable and jump behind Wart. He will keep on shooting bubbles as if you were in front of him. Then when he opens his mouth, throw the vegetable in it. You can't miss. Believe me, it's 110% easier than standing in front of him. I never tried going behind Wart. Yeah. Or maybe I did in 1990, but I haven't done it since. Maybe you have to be um, Peach so you can float over him. Mm-hmm. No, him. I think you just, I, I, you have like an arc to the way you throw vegetables. So I think, I think I do remember that being a tip back then. You can run under him, can't you? You can beat him so easily just by throwing vegetables in his stupid Wart face. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> hate Wart. Anyway, that was a look into the September and October 1999 issue of Game Pro Magazine. Is now the time where we talk about this? <laughs> We're getting there, but first, <laughs> let's check in with listeners. Hey. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Rachel P. did. Rachel says... I often hear you guys discussing the struggle of keeping up with your game library. With a ton of great games coming out early next year on a variety of gaming systems, Animal Crossing, Cyberpunk, Half-Life, those Apple Arcade things, do you see the gaming culture becoming oversaturated and impossible to keep up with? Mm. I've noticed other media falling into this by giving consumers too many choices, such as Netflix, Apple TV, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, whatever that is. It becomes impossible to watch all this great television. You're bound to miss out on something. Do you think the same will happen to the gaming industry? Do you think it will become too hard to play all the year's greatest games? I mean, it's already happening. Yeah. Like, there are just so many studios, and then, like, the indie world is so much more supported than it used to be. So much easier to find ways of banding together and finding success in that avenue. So there's tons of games out there, and especially with Apple Arcade now. Yeah. But that's what, you know, reviews and whatever other uh, preferred recommendation system, if it's like word of mouth or whatever else, that's when that stuff comes into play. Yeah. We're here to, we're here to help with that. Yeah. With this problem. 
But it's true. Uh, in 2018, last year, over 9,000 games were released on Steam. <laughs> Just last year. It's only. It's a Dragon Ball joke. Nope. I, would, I, I did not. I've never watched Dragon Ball. <laughs> I know that there's a joke about that, but yes. I wasn't intentionally doing it. It's only 300 a day. Only 300 a day. In 2016, <laughs> this is, I, don't, I haven't seen a stat since then, but in 2016, over 500 games were being submitted to the Apple App Store every day. Mm. So it's like, yeah, there are too many games. It's interesting that like, you know, we don't ever say there's too many books and there's been <clears> too many books for a long time. It's like, you just don't have to care about so many of them. That's true. They're just, they don't involve you. They, they're just out there and it doesn't matter. That's the point I was going to make. Mm. But I was also going to say that this year was not saturated with games. Yeah. Like there's, there were two Xbox exclusives this year. That's it. <laughs> we just gave our Game of the Year award to Gears. Well, um, hold on. Xbox. You have to clarify. Xbox Game of the Year. Xbox Game of the Year award Xbox to Gears. Exclusive, yeah. Over the other game, which was uh, Crackdown. Crackdown. So you know. That's, because that's not oversaturation. Yeah. Like I would, I would love it to be oversaturated right now. Because Battletoads didn't make it out this year. Yeah, Battletoads and uh, Ori. Ori, yeah. Mm. But even then, those are like dinky little, like small games. You take there's, that there's, back. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no like giant AAA games that we're we were missing out on. I mean, so, like it's your point earlier, Damon. Like when it comes to Apple games too, like mm-hmm. there's tons that get submitted and then tons that don't actually make the cut. So there's true. lots of games out there that may not even have been published that exist in some form or another. Mm-hmm. The uh, video game industry is very fragmented now. Yeah. And the biggest thing happening in video games, like right now, today, besides the IGN Game of the Year Award nominees, mm-hmm. is uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection came to Steam. There's hundreds of thousands of people playing it. Halo is back. It's one of the top streamed games. But like, if that's not the thing that you're into, if you're not an FPS player, if you're not no, nostalgic for Halo, like that I can, didn't know it was happening. That can pass you by. Right. Like, and it's a big deal just culturally because it's a big Microsoft, like, you know, it's a landmark moment to see that game coming to Steam to begin with, Mm. you know, or Battle Royale games. Like, if you don't like them, they remain the biggest thing in the world of video games, but you can just let all that pass you by and continue playing Luigi's Mansion (laughs) 3. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Well, that also brings up the point there's this like resurgence of games, and then there are games that have longer shelf lives, like ongoing games. We have Mm -hmm. an award for that too. Um, and then you have something like with the Halo Master Chief Collection, it supports mods. So that further extends it and it just becomes this huge area that you can spend all your time in and miss out on other games. Just games that millions of people play that and nothing else like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they count as gamers, but they're not really like, like Cyberpunk isn't going to isn't gonna intrude into their consciousness next April. Necessarily, yeah. It's interesting that uh, she made the point that, you know, there's so much good TV, you can't watch it all now. And it's definitely, to also Tina's point, uh, it's just made me very picky about it. Mm. Like, I really think out that my decisions about how, how I'm going to spend my evenings and watch TV. And, like, there, that's actually, I think, pushed TV to get so much better. And so, like, I hope, like, the idea of, like, everybody competing for, you know, uh, people's thumbs is going to make games better and better and better. And that's why there should be more of them. Mm. All right, I will now explain what these things are on the <laughs> table. So I got a couple letters from a GameScoop listener by the name of Blake. First one was just a copy of Splatterhouse for Xbox 360, because I was talking about Splatterhouse a lot recently, and I've actually never played this one. So I have that now. But then he also said in his letter, he said, um, this is not really about Splatterhouse. Uh, there's a letter to GameScoop inside the case. Well, I opened it up and there was no letter inside the case. Aww. But then I got another package, so I guess maybe he just like forgot to include the letter uh-huh. and had to include this other package. So that and then and the other package came with this thing. Does anybody know what this is? No. I mean, no. I know what it is. <laughs> That's only because we cheated and asked him earlier. Okay. 
So wait, so you've known the answer this whole time? Just let this thing <laughs> sit here next I mean, I didn't want to spoil your surprise. Jeff. Litter reads, my name is Blake. I'm an X-axis inverter. So, oh, I see what mm-hmm. this is. The X-axis. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone at the table is looking at Damon like he just spoke Klingon. I'll translate. I invert the X-axis on the look camera and aim analog stick in a third-person game. Third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in Jedi Fallen Order, like you're rotating your camera the other way. Yeah. So the X axis, but not first person. I wonder why. Yeah, but that's that was actually that's your thing. head. And like when we were first starting with 3D, you'd mm-hmm. always have to like choose which. Like some games rotated the other way for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, it seems weird now, but that happened. Well, Blake says I need that option to play. Others do too. Maybe not a ton, but they're out there. I have to mod for this. I've modified controllers for people from all over. When this subject is posted in forums, it's mostly ignored, especially by devs and corporations. And when recognized, the responses are similar in tone. Why would you want to do that? Or that's weird. Just play normally. (laughs) People don't choose to. It's just what feels natural, whether ingrained by older games like GoldenEye or Halo or the rare modern title that includes the option they need it to play. It's how they perceive the in-game universe. Asking them to use uninverted is like asking a right-handed person to just be left-handed. I wonder if the Omega Cops might agree that even if it's not important to include the minority who need it, shouldn't the inclusion of Invert X be as ubiquitous as any other controller option? Take a look at PS4, Xbox One, console button mapping, or the Xbox One Elite controller options. Almost seems as if they're hell-bent to exclude X inverters. I shouldn't need to mod controllers for the US, Spain, and Ireland for this. It is 2019. Thank you, Goose Camp counselors. Blake in Tennessee. So, so he's... So, so for games that don't offer the option in the software to invert X, he he's modding controllers to yeah. flip what when the joystick goes left. I wonder right. if he has a toggle switch that does that. That would be the smartest way to do it because then you yeah. could just switch it on when you wanted to. So this is supposed to be an analog stick. Got it. And this, we're not actually going to put this on anyone's head, but this is supposed to tie it on the back of their head to show that if you're like controlling someone's view to have them look to their left, you push the controller to the right. Mm-hmm. That, that's it. that would be inverted. It's like skiing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, I think games need to do more in the realm of accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's really challenging, though, right? Like, it's not free. It's time consuming to you know give options to make your subtitles more legible or thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big access- accessibility push. But this strikes me as something that's pretty easy to do. I mean, yeah, I'm not a game developer, but I would. I would imagine just inverting the way the camera controls wouldn't require a lot. I'm a game developer, and I'm working on a game that's going to get a zero. (laughs) (laughs) Well, don't allow anyone to uh, change the the X or Y axis. Well, I think the idea is just to set it to be opposite of what most people do and just leave it that way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Generally, I'll be happy with it. Buttons should be fully remappable in games. Nintendo's Mm -hmm. actually pretty bad about this. They often don't allow any key mapping at all. And that yeah. feels short-sighted to me. Like, there's some easy and obvious stuff that people can do to make their games friendlier and more accessible to a wider range of people. Yep. And it's amazing the kind of things that, you know, the options that you wouldn't know that you wanted until you had them. So, like, for subtitles, I love when there's the options of you can have full captions on mm-hmm. so that you can have, you can hear when there's, like, footsteps around versus when you're just looking for dialogue and not, um, mm-hmm. not like, full scripting for everything. So that kind of thing is like the more options, the better. But I imagine to a level you have to prioritize what you're going to include and what you feel like options most people will want out of the game. And so it kind of limits what you can do. Mm. Celeste had its assist mode, which is Mm an interesting example of accessibility in games. There was like, you know, Sekiro had a borderline toxic discussion around easy modes Mm -hmm. in games and whether developers should be obligated to include them or not. Sure. Generally speaking, 
you know, uh, the more options that can get more people playing and enjoying your game, the better. Not even just remove the generally speaking. Just, yeah, that that's, statement that's, stands on its own. I would agree. Uh, all right, that brings us to video game twenty questions. That's also outrun. And we begin this week, not with a rejection, but a point of uh, discussion that I want to get your guys' input on. We got a suggestion from Greg in the Bronx, and it was Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn. Mm. So that's a little bit tough one. How would, would that, how would you guys have preferred that to be handled? Like We would have never got that. <laughs> we would have got it, probably. Maybe. But it's, like, it's not, it's specifically, a, so Final Fantasy XIV, I think, was out in 2010. Mm-hmm. We would have absolutely guessed Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, that's that's like it's tricky. Like if it's a game, a, if a game is sort of like relaunched, yeah. If you get to that point, it's like you. That's like saying like, oh no, it was Shadow of the Colossus remake, you big dummies. <laughs> Halo Master Chief Collection. Final Fantasy yeah, fourteen yeah. is such an interesting case yeah. because they. I don't know how to describe what they did with that game. Like they basically just redid it. Like they're like we got it wrong and they redid it. So it's not. It is. It, it, it's more than like a bug fix mm-hmm. or like a patch, or like cleaning things up. Like they redid the whole game, but then in the fiction of the game, like some of the old stuff is like reference. Like the world is like reborn and it's this new thing. So it ties into the lore of like how the game existed. But the this- point is, it's not in the mind palace, right? It's like we we don't we wouldn't consider that as like we have these like unspoken rules about mm-hmm. what games are. We don't include remakes or DLC or iterations right now, but we should mm. for a special holiday edition. Mm. We only guess DLCs, remakes, Boy. special wow. editions, and collections. Well, we do need to like bank an episode or two over our yeah. holiday break, so that's going to be fun. There you go. For 100 questions. People and, are, and as a tradition, <laughs> Damon always plays his own 20 that's questions. Yeah. I assume I've, you were just going to call me on Christmas. <laughs> hey, talk about video okay. games for a few minutes. Let the questioning begin. Uh. <laughs> um... <laughs> I love that answer for the phone. Hey, let the questioning begin. <laughs> yeah, people were asking why we didn't do 100 questions. Sure, your pizza's here. <laughs> like we did on, uh, I guess we did that for Thanksgiving last year. We did? I guess we did. People told me we did. No, we did a holiday scoop. Uh, we did it in the Let's Play room, and it was really yeah. funny. Remember that? But I think that was a couple years ago now. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, our real uh, 20 question suggestion uh, this week comes from Scott. Let the questioning begin. <laughs> Mega Man 5. Yep. All right. How did you know it was 5? <laughs> I just read it off the computer. Uh, so um, uh, did this come out before the year 2000? Yes. Is it in Game Pro issue, what was it, 88, 89? Could it have been? Yeah. yeah. Could it have been? No. Okay. Was this a, what if there's a time traveler in the magazine? <laughs> uh, can you, uh, was this game developed in Japan? You think about the warp zone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> was this game developed in Japan? No. Um, did this game come out on a compact disc like format? Yes. Um, thinking what direction to go. Can you confirm it's a PlayStation game? Uh, should I just say PlayStation? Is it, was it on a PlayStation game? Uh, console? You're asking, was it on a, play, a PlayStation console? Yeah. Yes, it was on a PlayStation console. Well, I guess I was going to say it could be PlayStation 1 or 2, but then... It's probably 1, because you said the year 2000. Yeah. So it actually has to be 1. Yeah. Yes, okay. PlayStation 1. Was this game exclusive to the PlayStation 1? No. Oh, boy. It can't be Symphony of the Night, though, because that was made in Japan. 
I'm just I, I gotta know this because I'm not gonna be able to help you guys guess. Was it also on the Nintendo 64? Yes. Okay. Phew. All right. That'll make it easier. <laughs> I have that library. I don't have <laughs> the plates. Um, was this a? Uh, did this game have realistic graphics? Um, I think they were going for that for like what they were trying to do at the time. I think yeah. I think they were mostly okay. going for realism. Do you shoot in this? Do you have weapons in this game? Do we, shooting, shooting, Shooties, weapons. lots yeah. of weapons. Lots yes, of weapons. lots of weapons. Does this mm. have blood? Mm, I can't answer that. I don't know. Is it? A, is it? A, is it played in the first person perspective? It's going to be a. I think yes. Uh, I think yes. This might be uh, controversial, but yes, and that's interesting. 10. The Turok games didn't come out on PlayStation. No. Was this based on a license? No. So. The last time we got into this kind of situation, it was when we were talking about like a God game. I think it was like Starcraft and it was like, are you surveying the battle Mm -hmm. from a ship that's up Mm -hmm. in the atmosphere? Is it just Starcraft? Well, but Starcraft 64 was a different game. Do you play with in vehicles in this game? There are. On occasion. There are vehicles in Mm -hmm. this game. Uh, Are you asking, can you control them? Yeah. That's a different question, I guess. Is this a strategy game? (laughs) Yes. Oh. It's StarCraft 2. Yeah, or, or Command and Conquer. Uh, well, I, I can't picture StarCraft on PlayStation 1. Same. I don't know that... I, the StarCraft 64 is the one I remember. Mm. Could be Command and Conquer. Could be... Well, I don't know what other strategy games there were back then. And on PS1 and, and 64. Does this game have uh, sequels now? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we can work back from that. Like, game, like Total War or... Is this game famous for having uh, really corny FMV cutscenes in between missions? Yes. Uh, that is 15. Is this- <laughs> so there's Command and Conquer, then there's Red Alert. So does this game have like faux... Is Red uh, Alert... What's the corny thing? I do not know these games. They have FMV cutscenes in them, and they're just really famous. Oh, they're FMV? Yeah. Oh, man. They're like a, they're a lot like... A, what was the Mark Hamill Wing Commander? Yeah, Wing Commander. yeah they're really cheesy like Wing Commander. Oh, boy. Um, it doesn't have Tim Robinson in one of the games, mm. I think. Um, does it have, is it like alternate history Russia as like the villains and stuff like that? Don't think so. So it's not Red Alert. Mm. So it's what, just Command and Conquer? That's probably Command and Conquer. I don't know. Is this the first in a series? Yes. Is it Command and Conquer? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. I don't know anything about that series. You would know it's a... RTS, right? Yeah. Well, I would just know it's a strategy game. I didn't Harvest know Harvest Tiberium. I played a lot of Command and Conquer. Well done, Justin. I played, I like Command and Conquer 2 is one of the only games that I laddered on in like, you know, PC yeah. gaming, like played competitively. What That's, does laddered mean? Like there was a competitive ladder where you would match up against other people of your skill level and then you would try to like rank as high as you could. And you're then saying you're a pro gamer? <laughs> I was never good enough to be a pro gamer. A but gamer I, pro? I was, I was ranked. Game pro? I, w- I was writer? ranked Game in Red Alert 2. That is a <laughs> true trivia fact about me. Um, yeah, so Scott, who sent in the suggestion, <clears throat> said, I had so much fun playing this game with my friends over the dial-up modem back in the day. Nothing was more heartbreaking than submitting an hour to build up your units, and right as your epic assault was about to commence, someone would call our house and would disconnect ah. our game. <laughs> Absolutely tragic. That's great. Well, don't at me. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to at Sam. Uh, well, Amy, you have some bleeping to do. Nicely job. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna let you do the bleeping. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm gonna use Pikachu. He's gonna go Pika <laughs> every time. We only have two screen Pika. 
we only have two regular episodes uh, this year. Oh, come on. And next week, we'll see. You guys might not be on next week. Okay. I'm going to try to get the, the, the heads of the, of the four houses, the, all of our podcasts together. For like a sort of a year wrap up, but I got to, I got to, you know, work with everyone's schedules. And then the week after that, let's all meet here for the Damey Awards. Oh, can we, can we be in the studio audience for that episode? Yes, you can. <laughs> I can get you guys tickets. <laughs> all right. I know a guy. I'll get you tickets for the live game suit audience. Okay. Uh, but that's all the scoops that we have for you this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank, Thank you. you, Tina. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Join the fan group on Facebook. My name is Damon. This is IGN Game Soup. And we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.